This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1130, Setting Boundaries versus Giving an Ultimatum, part two, by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for part two of the post we began yesterday from Sarah Stanisai. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and I think you're really going to like how this post finishes up as we talk more about the ultimatum side in this part of the article. So go ahead and listen to part one now if you haven't done so. But if you're ready, we're going to dive right into part two and continue optimizing your life. Setting Boundaries versus Giving an Ultimatum, part two, by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. So how would a boundary be flexible? Let's dive into an example situation. Perhaps you're in a homosexual relationship and it hasn't always gone over well with your family. So you've made it clear to them that you don't like talking about your love life. They think it's perfectly reasonable to ask about your partner, but it feels like every time they do, they end up making phobic comments and jokes that aren't funny. Your first response might be, don't bring this up ever. They've probably hurt you with things said in the past, so it's entirely understandable that this is a sensitive topic. But this can become a flexible boundary when it's phrased, If you don't have something nice to say about my partner, please don't bring it up. As long as they generally respect that, there is more room for forgiveness since anyone can make a mistake. Here are a few ways this flexibility can play out. You can be flexible when they ask by accident at a family gathering once in a while. Instead of exploding on them for bringing it up, you can brush it off and change the subject. If it doesn't happen all the time, it may be more awkward to not acknowledge your relationship than to simply acknowledge your relationship and move on. You can be flexible if they only bring up your love life around you respectfully in private. In this closer conversation, you can have more control over the direction it takes. There's a much higher chance the conversation will go fine. Although you don't like the topic, you can get out of there without any negative sentiment. You can be flexible if they're asking about your relationship in general. This can be questions not specifically about your partner, such as, does your partner like your new apartment? It's not that you don't want them acknowledging your relationship at all, just that you don't like certain topics, questions, or jokes. This can make it much easier to stay within boundaries without freezing them out. There is much more flexibility than we realize when it comes to boundaries, especially in complicated relationships or dynamics. There are so many ways it can be customized for your unique situation. Maybe it's in how often you choose to allow this flexibility. I can't be flexible all the time, but once in a while is okay. Or perhaps the flexibility is only in certain situations. 
it's okay if the situation is in private, but not at work. And maybe the flexibility is only to a certain degree. I don't mind if you ask, but don't get too into my business. How you follow through on this is key. You may express your concerns and give them time to adapt, which may eventually lead to setting an ultimatum. When should I set an ultimatum? An ultimatum is a consequence for when a boundary is not respected. These can be trickier than boundaries, because ultimatums focus more on someone else's behavior instead of your own. When you've made your boundaries clear in a situation or relationship, and someone is consistently disregarding them, it may be worth it to consider setting an ultimatum. For example, let's say you told your new partner that you don't drink. You don't want to feel pressure to drink, so you'd be more comfortable if they didn't drink around you. However, instead of respecting your boundary, your partner continuously drinks around you and encourages you to do the same. At this point, you may tell your partner that they need to stop this behavior or your relationship will not continue. This is an ultimatum. It's not really fair to either of you if your starting point is the ultimatum. But unfortunately, that's often the first time people may notice you're setting a boundary. So this can lead to the other person thinking you're starting at the ultimatum, when in fact, you've tried to assert limits multiple times. It can be really easy to get flustered when you're holding true to boundaries or making ultimatums. This can be especially difficult if you're a people pleaser, have anxiety, or feel particularly vulnerable around a certain topic. But keeping in mind the specific times you've tried to set a limit can help reinforce your side of the story. For example, maybe you have fallen into the role of nagging partner and start to believe it is the only thing you've ever been. However, having examples of times you were not nagging will recalibrate the narrative. This can be expressed by saying something like, I know you think I'm the squeaky nagging wheel, but that hasn't been the case in a long time. It used to be like that, but in the past few months, here are examples of times I didn't do that. This can set you up for making an ultimatum if it's come to that. Deciding to set an ultimatum. Ultimatums are typically a last resort, but it is important to value your boundaries and limits. If you make ultimatums and don't stick to them, it will only harm you in the long run. If your partner or friend constantly ignores your boundaries, you may want to consider ending the relationship. If their behavior has a negative or unhealthy impact on your life, you should explain this to them and work to move on. It's not easy ending relationships, but sometimes it is truly for the best. If you do want to attempt to make the relationship work, or you have attempted to repeatedly make your boundaries clear to no avail, then you may have to resort to setting an ultimatum. Relationships are complex, and navigating them can be difficult. But most importantly, remember that you are the one in charge of your life. While you can expect certain behaviors of others, you also need to expect the same standards from yourself. You deserve that. Healthy and mutual boundaries can work exceptionally well if you remember to be transparent with your friends, partners, and family members, set boundaries and allow them to establish theirs, and hold each other accountable for your actions. If you're struggling with boundaries or ultimatums, remember that you can always seek professional help. You don't have to struggle through this difficult emotional work alone. A therapist can help you understand when to set boundaries better and how they can benefit your relationships. They can also help you determine if and when you should set ultimatums. Ultimately, your happiness is at stake, and you deserve that fully.
You just listened to part two of the post titled Setting Boundaries Versus Giving an Ultimatum by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. And thanks so much to Sarah. Great ending to this post. I absolutely love all the space she takes to explore exceptions to the rule uh, or how boundaries can be flexed on. That's wonderful to me. It's so important to take this gray area into consideration as there will be nuances no matter what. And when both parties in the relationship are expressing and respecting them, it's essential to the communicative process. The other side of this would be belittling your partner and saying that they don't set strong boundaries if there are all these conditions. But that's black and white thinking, and it doesn't do much good. Because changes inevitably happen, including boundary changes, we can see them occur gradually and not be shocked by them when we stay open like this. This is how partners grow together. You might get to a point when you both realize that where there was once one condition, there are now 10. Watching this occur together gives both partners a chance to see how maybe the person setting the boundary is changing, and therefore the boundary is as well. Partners can welcome in new eras to the relationship and not have to hide parts of themselves behind a boundary or feel shame for growing and wanting to adjust their boundary. So that's it for this one, everybody. Thanks a lot for being here through both parts one and two. I really liked this post, and I think it was really important. Take it with you and see how it exists in your own relationships. And of course, come on back tomorrow for another post from us here at ORD. I'll be back to read for you in that one. Hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits.